Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay, so I am really excited about today because this has been something I have been waiting to do because when I first started The Real Deal, I don't know if you even knew this, but I generated a list of people that I would be honored to have. Number one, they needed to be the real deal, or at least in pursuit of becoming the very best real deal they could be, if that makes sense. And also people like a variety of voices in life. Like I don't, I have men, women, whatever. So today I have Justin Flum with me. What's happening? Yeah, I'm so excited. And you are a son and a husband and a father and a friend and an amazing young man and a magician. And mm-hmm. you are amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. I just, I really I honor who you are, Justin. I'm delighted to have you with me. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much I'm fun. Excited. Okay, I want to do what I do at the start of every real deal. Please. And that just keeps people used to your voice and my voice and all that stuff. So answer these as fast as you can. And I know that they're not perfect. You like, got you it. You might be like, wait a minute, I want to answer that. Are you an introvert, extrovert? Extrovert. Coffee, tea? Coffee, 100%. Dog, cat, either, neither? Uh, dog. Would you say you're a morning bird or a night owl? Both. I don't need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, we'll, we'll explore that one. Books or movies? Uh, uh, movies. Yeah. Silence or music? Music. Okay. Would you say overall you're leaned in or laid back? Oh, man. I wish I was laid back. I really wish I did. I'm, I'm leaned in. Okay. I think you're leaned in. Shower or bath? Shower. Would you prefer to be driver or passenger? Oh, I got I have to drive. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, so you know this is called The Real Deal. Yeah. And I just believe in authenticity and honesty, even though sometimes that's hard. Sometimes to expose ourselves is hard. But my father, Richard, says, be the genuine article, the real deal, no phony baloney, you know, and it really affected my act. Who would you say has been the real deal in your life, and how did it affect you? So my dad has always been the real deal, to a fault even. You know, it's <laughs> it's a, it's really been incredible to see. And he's the reason that I am a magician, because mm. he was a he did magic yeah. for fun, yeah. just as an amateur. Right. And I don't mean that insultingly. No, 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 I, I no, mean no. that It wasn't his career. Path. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. his career. He was an insurance salesman. But he took magic seriously enough that we built magic props in our garage. And yeah. we performed at the Minnesota State Fair right. or our church. And then eventually, by the time I was about 12 years old, we were doing magic overseas in Peru for 4,000 people. Yeah. And that was when I got the bug yeah that, that was i knew i wanted to do magic but that was when it was like oh this is amazing to have that many people uh watching something cool and mm-hmm. and at that time the magic was terrible but it didn't matter it was just a blast it, was <laughs> it wasn't fun. terrible because i was probably there i was there in africa yeah you know, for sure uh-huh. i do remember a point justin when there was too many people and too many um, audiences that we needed to get to, so they divided our team. Yes. So your dad was not with you, which you kind of used to do some stuff mm-hmm. as a family. Yeah. And so I think Michael and I were on the team that was with you in Africa, and you were the magician over here, and then your dad was doing some other things. Yeah. And I watched you. It might not have been the first time for you, but I feel like I watched you emerge into Justin Flom. Yeah, that could absolutely be the case. That was probably 2003 Maybe, I think. or four, something like that. Yeah, and that would have been right as I was about to graduate high school. Yeah. And I had made the decision at that point. Okay. 
And anytime we traveled overseas, it was a family thing where I would have a spot in the show to do to do a thing. And for the listeners, they probably don't even realize what we're talking about. We would partner with our church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and we would go and do mission trips overseas, Kenya, Egypt, Peru, wherever. And we would put these giant shows on. We would go with a a puppet team, a a children's ministry team, a choir, a youth team. And then a team of, of medical professionals who would give eyeglasses and yep. put in pacemakers. Really, we would just hit the pavement yep. for 10 days. Yep. Uh, but what was so cool about that was partnering with the organization there. Yes. So that it wasn't just dropping a bomb and then mm-hmm. taking off. Mm-hmm. It was, there was follow-up. Yes. But Ongoing touch point. my job yeah. was just to gather crowds. Yeah. And so that they would be like, what? is this yeah and then they'd hear a really cool message by the end of it right but yeah in africa as we're doing a dozen shows a day yeah that was where i was able to kind of discover my own time on stage yeah i I remember it i remember where we were and i remember like what it looked like those kids were in their little uniforms you know and they asked me okay so you're a teacher will you lead them in some games i'm like what and then you you had them all gathered and you were in front of all the kids and you did that. So there is something about you, Justin, that's God's stamp on you. Mm-hmm. And that is crowds. And some people don't put me in front of a crowd, don't ask me to do anything. But that's when you really come alive, right? Yes. Yeah. I, it's a man. Chris Rock was talking about it with Jerry Seinfeld in the yeah. interview. And he said, it's a freak thing. It's freakish. If you went to your kindergarten and yeah. you saw your child with 20 people around him and he was you'd be like, "My kid is is a freak. What's happening here? This is you know, it's not a normal thing." But for some reason, yeah, the people who end up on stage, they feel more comfortable and I would feel more comfortable talking intimately to a group of a thousand people than yeah. I would to one person. Yeah. It's so it's been very fun to find myself in those situations. That's yes. where I've always grown the most in yes. those situations. Yeah. And you've had opportunities to do the masses. And God has also gifted you with, you could walk down the street, do a magic trick, somebody could be filming it. It's not like you don't have interpersonal skills. Right. I think you've got superpowers on both ends, which is beautiful. Yeah. Do you like the, the intimacy of gathering a few or is it just because some of your tricks are more like it's nice to be close in the proximity. I want, I want to share wonder with as many people as possible, mm-hmm. period. Now, what that means in today's culture is mostly sharing with a few people, filming that, yeah. and then sending that to millions of yes. people. Yes. And I've been very blessed, lucky, whatever word you want to use for... My magic online has been seen by over a billion people yeah. now yeah. with a B like a that's yeah wild. Yeah, and I think you're just getting started. Yeah, honestly, so. that's amazing. So when you were a kid and you were doing some what birthday parties or did you ever yeah. think about it? Or yes. did you? Because it's important you know, to know. My wife asked me, she said it was after I think we did the Ellen show. And then I started going on tour with the country music band Florida Georgia Line. Yep. And then some other TV thing came and my wife said, are you surprised by all this? And I, I felt bad, but you said, no, no, this was the plan. Mm-hmm. In fact, if anything, I'm a little bit short of what I'm supposed to be at right now because it was such an audacious dream growing up yeah. because I was watching 
the other guys on TV okay. growing up. And I just went, that. I'm yep. going to do that. Yep. And with the way that culture changes and media changes, uh, it will never be possible to do what I grew up seeing. Okay. It's, it's the way the musicians who grew up listening to the Beatles, so that will never happen right. again. Right, right. We just, it's, we have a totally different consumption now. So when I understand that, then I can kind of come to terms with, and it's not a disappointment. It's just totally different. Okay. We don't have one superstar anymore. Now we have niche fame and, and groups and that sort of thing. So that's kind of getting in the weeds a little bit, but it's a very interesting thing to see media landscape change and to change with it. Right. Because I started doing the big stage boxes. Yes. Your, your, your illusions in themselves were larger, correct? Yes. So the, uh, we put my wife in a box and yep. we cut her in half. My sister appears in a cage. Yeah. Uh, you know, weird, big Las Vegas style yeah. thing. And we just realized, I realized that culture was moving in a completely different direction. And we wanted things that were more organic, more the real deal. They are more the real deal because I think they're more honestly you. Yeah. Like there's not as much of you that's like, let me tell you, ta-da. Yeah. But almost like, isn't this kind of fun? Almost yeah. like you're sneaky and you're like fun. Like there's a surprise. Wonder. It's yeah. wonder. Yes. It's wonder. And when you bring that, I can feel it in you like, wow, this actually landed. This yes. This worked. There was a wonder. There was an amazement. There was a, a whatever. And I was able to capture it and be part of it. Mm-hmm. I think that is the real deal. You know, when you were interviewed once, or maybe I listened to something, could have been Facebook. I don't know why my mind always scans for the right thing. It was yeah. a text. No, sorry. It was an email. No, it was a, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's part of like my brain. But You want to get it right. I do. It was something where you shared kind of how failure mm-hmm. launched you into really being the real deal of who you yes. are. Yes. And I feel like you said something like, when I realized I was in Branson ordering desserts, I don't want to figure out how many desserts to have for my, you know what I mean? Yes. Because see, that's when you own who you are. So... Tell us I, a little bit about what you don't like. So and when how... I graduated high school, my dad and I partnered on this business venture. Yeah. And he, it, it, you know, he, I wasn't just a charity case for yeah. him, although I'm his son, so yeah. he, he was looking to help. But also, we thought this would be a good business to go to this sleepy little showbiz town called Branson, Missouri. There's 8 million people a year visit there. Yeah. And... Uh, we were going to put on a show. Yeah. There's 150 shows in that town oh. and over 60 theaters or something like yeah. that. And full-fledged theaters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's I've been in, there. I've seen it. It's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. So we start our show and I do five years there and it was a failure from the start. Okay. Like we never made money. Okay. And we were always papering the room, meaning we were giving away free tickets and okay. this and that. But... It allowed me a place to be bad. Uh, it allowed me a place to put on a show that was mediocre at best. And with time on stage, you just need flight time. Like yes. a pilot needs yes. flight time. It's so true. And so that was my time to do that, to figure out. And I and I did not know who I was. I was emulating my idols. Mm-hmm. And just basically doing a version of their show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I was even wearing costumes that looked like them yep. and, and using their names in the advertising. I'm going to be the next blah, 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 yeah, yeah. whatever, great magician. And which is fine. I don't, it's not a mistake. It's just something that you have to go through when you start. And 
we so we lost money for a little bit in someone else's theater renting a spot and then we said okay i think quite arrogantly we said i think we've got the lay of the the land we know what the town how it works let's build a theater yeah launch out let's go crazy we're gonna we're gonna build a theater ourselves and we're going to keep low overhead and we're going to make money so we added another theater to the town of 60 other theaters (laughs) and we oh man we just tanked it because what what that what the interview is that you were remembering was uh, all about focusing on your strengths yes so i'm a good magician but when you put me in charge of a theater i have to do payroll i have to do food service drinks staff all these other things that took away from my actual strength so i was unable to work on the show yeah the important thing and i was busy worrying about the gift shop yeah and what the sales in the gift shop were and all things that are important and well and good but not things that i should have been worried about at that time but it was an incredible lesson uh in focusing on your strength and when we closed up shop in Branson, I it hurt at the time, but now looking back, I would do it all over again. Like I would yeah. go right back there. It's not painful to me anymore. It's still painful to my dad. He does not like visiting the town, but I can see the town for what it is. Yeah. I can see that experience for what it was. Uh, I like everything I went through, mm-hmm. the people I was with. I used to have a little seed of bitterness in my heart yeah. that I would feed every yeah. so often. Mm. I don't anymore. I really do see it as, I, I don't know where else I would have learned all of those things. Right. Because that that's where I had all these big props. It gave me the next opportunity, yeah. which was going out on cruise ships with that show. And that was the next kind of step in evolution yep. to get rid of all the props yep. and focus on people yeah. and stories yeah. and, and relationships on stage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I value what Branson taught me. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I keep picturing for, for like a little girl when she's dressed up in her mommy's long dress and big high heels and she's walking around and she, she looks like she's costuming, but it doesn't really fit her. Mm-hmm. And then she could do the opposite. She could put on big glasses and a hat and she could even have boys' trousers or overalls on, but it still doesn't fit. And then if you have a tailor-made suit, the first time I had something made for me in India that was tailor-made, I was like... I'm five foot two. This is actually fitting my body. Right. And when you get that, you're like, okay, I don't have something bunched here. I don't have something too long. I feel like, if you follow my illustration, I feel like those things were before you figured out, this is me. Right. (gasps) This fits me. This is me in who I am being tailor-made for my audience and more genuinely the real deal. And even there, you know, I tell when young people ask me advice, they never like my answer because it's a difficult answer. I tell them you have to put in a decade. Yeah. That's not fun to hear. Yeah. But it was still another five years after Branson that I found out who I was. Yeah. It was a really long process, and it took a cataclysmic event for me. It was the Ellen DeGeneres show. It took that that really shifted everything for me because it's a good story. So what happened, this is, this is all the real deal. Yeah. Was even up until me doing my very first national TV spot, yeah. I was still emulating yeah. others. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and specifically, there was one giant magic hero, okay. the name guy. Okay. The biggest name in magic of all time. And 
And he was the guy who I okay. admired. Right. Totally. I probably wear boots because he wore boots. Yeah. And I ride motorcycle yeah. because he rode motorcycle yeah. in his magic specials. So I get the Ellen show yeah. because of uh, some different things I had online that ended up getting passed right. to Ellen. Way cool. Total God thing. So she goes, this ca- this magic trick has to be a camera trick. And yeah. I said, no, it's not. And she goes, come on the show and do it. That's going to be amazing. Okay. So I book the Ellen show. And word travels through the magic community. And this big famous magician calls me. And he says, hey, I have a real problem with uh, what you're planning on doing on the show. Just word travel. Magic yep. community, yep. very small. So he... He got word that it was this. There was this trick I was going to do. Now a lot of people don't know this, but the magic community has maybe the largest published works next to the medical industry okay. and the law industry. So in there's, other words, if you do a trick, you've got to kind of document what it is, and then you sign off. Or? Well, actually, there's a magic book published about every day. Okay. And it has been that way for several hundred years. Okay, I didn't know that. So there are magic libraries that are just thousands and thousands and thousands of books with uh, most of it's filled with trash you know similar to a patent like it goes back to justin flum did this kind of yes exactly and we don't have copyright protection in magic the law doesn't protect us because so many magic tricks are hold your pinky this certain way you just can't patent that right the only thing that you can patent is a device okay and so if i come up with an invention an actual gimmick device yeah. i could patent that okay. but then it gets registered into the national patent registry and it's public so you could look it up and see how the trick works so it's it's a very interesting yeah, so it kind of works against you that way right so it's a it's a real everything's done by a handshake okay. and just kind of this community agreement yeah. that fits you by the way yeah because that's character and honor and that's kind of like right a, my word is my bond kind of community and you don't want to bite you in the butt too well you don't want to steal from people because then you lose all your friends in magic and like yeah. i said small community so there's this book it's a fantastic book by a gentleman named jim steinmeier okay a brilliant thinker <laughs> and he invented this magic trick where the audience could take part in the trick at home even though you're on the radio or on television right or on the internet and it's this interactive thing. Really cool. And magicians have done interactive things yeah. on the radio and television forever. And so this is published, okay. which means it's free, free to game do. For you. Yep. Yeah. As when, when it's released and published, you get to do that. Okay. And I found this and I even put my own spin on it. And this magician, this famous magician who called, he said, You can't do that trick. You see, I did that trick on television back in nineteen ninety three. And the only reason you know about that book is because I did the trick. So you can't do it. I said, well, that's not, that's not the rules. That's not the agreement. The, the, you know, you did quite a lot of tricks done by other magicians. Yeah, people that came before you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the only reason you knew about those is because those people did them on Broadway and you yep. saw the show and things. And it ends up, the phone call came at midnight in Las Vegas yeah. and, and my wife is watching me have a shouting match over the yeah. phone with my magic idol yeah this is crazy yeah so uh we we completely we don't solve it at night yeah. and he says well you know what i'm gonna call ellen and i'm going to tell her that it's my trick okay. and she doesn't know and i'm gonna make sure that you don't do her show 
Wow. Voice of the accuser. I'm <laughs> terrified. I'm 20 something. I'm I'm early 20s and I'd never been on TV before, so I'm just terrified. So, I end up making a little change in the trick, but really I kind of end up going, "You know what? I'm I'm going to do it anyway." And I did. Mhm. But through all, and I did, so the trick is, is out there and it's, and I did it and uh, me and this famous magician, we don't speak, but it, it was a real fall from the pedestal I had him on. Mm. I thought he hung the moon yeah, and for him to be afraid of a kid who's doing one TV appearance on a daytime talk show, that's sad. And I know his staff and I know that as he was doing his shows in Las Vegas for a full day, the only topic of conversation was me. Every word out of his mouth was about me and what I was doing. And I, and I thought, man, for uh, he makes about $100,000 a day. And I went, man, for $100,000 of his time, he was just talking about me. Isn't that something? But that was a point, a real turning point in my personality. And my, yeah. I changed everything about myself. I went from it's they're little innocuous things. Yeah, but yeah, but they're shifts. I went from wearing black to wearing brown. I went from black boots to brown boots. I went from I went from uh, New York City industrial feeling to desert west yeah. Arizona New Mexico feel. I went from a Frank Sinatra Gene Kelly yeah. vibe Appearance, of yeah. of cocktails to coffee and just. Uh, rugged leather and that shift uh, ended up really fitting well on me yeah and I I just sunk headfirst into it to desert and road trips and mountains and the exact opposite of this magician that I had grown up admiring so much and after a couple years of that now I can wear black again now I can do whatever because I became yeah. myself. Yeah. It's a very, it was it's a, a very beautiful interesting metamorphosis that yes. most people go through. Right. Um, Picasso has the blue period. He has right. the circus years. Like you literally can take his pictures and know all of them are Picasso. Yeah. But there's like a period. They call them periods because it's a right. stage in their life. You know, I love the word era. Yeah. I love yeah. eras. Yes. And so you had me, the desert area. Era. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was this Western era of yeah and i so i did three magic road trips videos in a series that was all traveling route 66 and through the desert and then so so that really just shifted who i was and 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 i became known in the magic community for this new image yeah uh and and that was really something special so i always encourage people to find who they are because i didn't know yeah I did not know who I was. Yeah. And it's crazy because there in Branson, Missouri, we have amazing breakfast places and coffee places because in Branson, you're not eating healthy. And (laughs) I didn't even frequent these places. And now I'm obsessed with breakfast and coffee and and taking a road trip to some diner in the middle of nowhere. So uh, it wasn't until kind of forced into a rediscovery of myself. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it changed not just career, not just image, but who I was as a guy. Yeah. Uh, and I, and then once you're, once you're so deep into that, 
then you have the freedom to expand. So now I'm not stuck within Browns. Yes, I was just going to uh, say that yeah. exact thing. So now there's free, there's a launching pad of, I am Justin. Right. I can do this these different pieces or things. Exactly. So you're no longer stuck in Brown. What's your period, era, or phase do you feel right now? Right now? That's a great question. Or are you more in a metamorphosis place? Huh. What a good question. So I'm a dad now. Yeah. And that's a new thing. And yeah. and we've never had a magician famous who's a dad. Yeah. We've never had that. You know, we've got very famous dads in sitcoms. Yep. You've got Tim Allen, yep. Home Improvement. Yep. That he's Mr. Brady. Yeah. Long ago was a dad of all the kids, you know. Right. And you got so you have famous characters who are dads and you don't have that in magic. In magic you really only have one hero type one character yep. type and yep. it is a mysterious yeah. dark individual who does these mysterious things right. and everything i do i want so when i did sawing a baby in half yeah. so i sawed yeah. my little uh, people can look that up I mean, yeah i know they can look anything up on mm -hmm. just justinflum.com yeah justinflum.com or just google sawing a baby in half yeah. the or stuff any comes of the up. youtube stuff will pop yeah. up right away over 200 million people yeah. saw that and what was so crazy about it is it was just a dad doing a, a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's so so that was that. That's what I'm in right now. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the next thing. It's terribly difficult because magic, unlike music. So first of all, the positive about magic, every other art form tells stories. Yeah. Movies, books, even paintings. Yeah tells stories. Music yep. tells a story. Magic is, as far as I know, the only art form that creates a story real time. Okay. When people take part in a spectacular magic trick, they have a story to tell forever. Right. And I know that they do because people, when they meet me and they find out I'm a magician, they tell me their magic stories. Wow. And if it's a spectacular story, you tell it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I usually get the mundane stories because most people only meet one magician in their life. Yeah. And have one magic experience because there's not a lot of us. Right, and it's right. a weird thing. Right. So your story might just be, I was at a restaurant and a guy came up to my table. And, yes. And my driver's license appeared in his wallet yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But the more spectacular are the ones, man, I... My friend David Blaine, he did an amazing piece where he borrowed a woman's engagement ring. Okay. And he fumbled it and he dropped it down the subway grate in New York City. And it really did drop yeah. down the subway grate. And she's going, I can't believe you've done this. And he goes, well, we can fix it. And he goes over and there in the jewelry store next door, sitting in the window behind glass... Yeah. Is her ring. Not just, you know, a ring, a ring that looks similar. like it's her ring. Really amazing trick. Yeah. But that's a story that she tells yeah. certainly once a month. Oh, I'm sure. I can't. Yeah. Like, it's it, a, I still can't figure it out. This really, I was standing there. <laughs> right. So if, if it's done right, that's a, even that's a more classic magic trick. The places I'm taking magic to now or really working to is an audience centric style magic. Yep where I'm not in it. I want it to be about the no. spectator and, and what they're doing. So I'm more interested in putting the magic in their hands 
and not taking, I don't want credit for it because we're all on the same page. Magic is fake. Okay. <laughs> Wonder is real. Yes. Magic is fake. That's a good thing. So you can use the, a fake thing to achieve something real. It's kind of a, a really interesting thing because mm -hmm. so we're, this is called real deal. Yep. But I doubt my whole job is deception. Yeah. Right. That's all of it. So what's interesting about you is you are the real deal doing the fake thing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are the real deal. But a lot of people say that magic is the most honest deception because I tell you I'm going to lie to you. Exactly. And then you like it. Yes. And we, we don't go into Jurassic Park thinking, I can't believe they found these dinosaurs. Oh right. my goodness. Wow. Right. No, we go in going, wow, this is yeah. fiction. And this is entertainment like I'm seeing dinosaurs. And if it's really good you allow yourself mm -hmm. to release mm -hmm. that skepticism mm -hmm. and and just live in it yeah. but you but you never leave thinking those were real dinosaurs correct unless you're really stupid and and if the movie was trying to convince you that there are real dinosaurs i think that's immoral right and there's magicians who want the audience to leave believing mm. that they've mm. done this mm. even and it's not on a malicious level where they're like i am a witch doctor and yeah, yeah, yeah. let me tell you how much rain is going to come for your crops right. it's it's more i have an ability to read your body language and and know what you're thinking and and i can read minds well first most audiences are smart enough to go well that's not true right and you're insulting their intelligence. Mm. And then the audiences who do believe it, you are setting them up for such uh, heartache or, or, man, you're just, it's it's immoral. I think it may have backlash. Yeah. It may take a while, but it may have backlash on the person. Well, certainly there's backlash if, if I'm doing magic for a girl. Yeah. Uh, and she believes I can really read her mind. And yeah. I start dating this girl yeah. and... Eventually, she's going to be like, "You obviously cannot read my yeah. mind because you seen are, the yeah." And and what a what a you can't keep up that act right. forever, right? And if you are keeping up an act, what a sad life. Yeah, that's not fun. Well, that'll preach for real deal, right? Right. We are to stay who we are, true to who we are, in line with who God made us. Because you can manufacture something, you right. can mold something. But it would take all of your energy to keep that machine running. Right. When it is completely who you are, it, it takes no effort. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't do excellence. I'm not, you know, don't hear what I'm not saying. But you do have the freedom to continue in that direction. And, Correct. And God will keep the momentum because he's created you to be that way. Right. Okay, I want to circle back to one thing. Please. So you don't have any ill will. You don't have any hard things with the Branson thing. Mm -hmm. How did you let go of some bitterness? Because some people can't be the real deal because they still Man. stay stuck with something. Uh, Do you remember an episodic event? Something like a well, it or... was it was uh, ten years later that I went back. Yes. And we, because my wife loves it there. Yeah. And you guys and, met there. Yeah, that's where we met. Special space to her. Too. And and my favorite church in the country is there, a church called Woodland Hills, and and their pastor is Ted Cunningham. He used to write with Gary Smalley. Yeah. And man, I think that church is just, it's my favorite preaching. It's on fire. I love it. So there's something that pulls you there anyway. Yeah, but I went, so I went back, visited it and I saw it with new eyes. Mm. I was sad for people that are stuck there. Okay. Or maybe people who think that that's it. 
that's their that's the best thing yeah lot in life whatever yeah but then i got friends who are there and they have families and a regular life and this showbiz thing Mm -hmm. and they're like this is great yeah so it i think there isn't a one size fits all as long as somebody's you know, Absolutely. I totally want people that they want. I want people to have the freedom mm-hmm. to if they like a podunk uh, little town and to do a little show, that's fine. Yeah. And there's some big shows there. And there's some of the most talented people I know mm-hmm. work in that town. So I think it was time, mm. a lot of time and then a valuing of where I am and understanding so be so I track every day. Okay. So I have a little app in my phone called Day One, and that app tracks my location uh, and things I do every day. You've been doing it a long time because I think yes. you told us about it at the cabin one time. I mean, yes. So it's my favorite thing. Kind of like a journal form. Correct. But because we have technology now, now it incorporates photos and and the geotag of, yep. of where and and the name of the restaurant you're at and okay. things like this. Uh, I used to do it analog just in a, in a calendar. Okay. And the reason I did it is I was seeing amazing entertainers when I was on tour with them on cruise ships or comedy clubs, wherever. So I would write down, man, I got to do a show with Gary Muldier today. You know, Google him. He's hilarious. And, uh, he was Steve Martin's roommate back in the day. Yeah. So I bet real quick what it is. So funny. Yes. And I I got to ask him his advice. So that just goes in the calendar and now I do it in an app. And that was so that I could at a glance go, Oh my goodness, look at what I've done in a month. Yes. I, I growing up, my dad used to say we'd be coming back from Valley fair yeah. Or something. He goes, you guys did more today than I did in my entire childhood. <laughs> he would say that all the time. Right. And and he was probably right. I go, man, you got, you had a rough childhood because that's, we didn't do that much today. But really, I can look at a month and go, man, if I would have, if 12-year-old Justin would have seen what I did this month, he would have, he would have peed no his pants. No brain space for it. No yeah. brain space for it. So, so I track everything. And uh, that means I'm able to fly into a town. And when I come to Denver, I pull up the app and it will tell me what I've done in that town. And I can go, oh, I got to hit that breakfast place again Mm -hmm. or I got to do this or I can star moments. So Mm -hmm. I'm really good at tracking Mm -hmm. things that have happened that have led to other opportunities. So because of my journaling, I know that I did a free show for Walmart, something that I didn't need to do. It was free. There was nothing in it for me yeah. to go and serve them in Bentonville. When I get there, they say, hey, weird thing, Coca-Cola. All their executives are here in the front row. So I go, all right, I'm going to make sure I only do Coca-Cola magic this morning. Just for fun. It's all yeah. great magic, yep. but they're here. Well, that led to them hiring yeah. me for their international ad campaign yeah. about a year later. And the the person, the company in charge of making the commercial, they called us and they said, we don't know who you are, yeah, but Coca-Cola has asked for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I know that that wouldn't have happened. Had you not done the free Walmart thing. Had I not done the free Walmart yeah. thing. If you see those connections right. from logging them uh-huh. and having them in the app, think of all the others we have no idea are going on. Absolutely. How I, cool is that? I love the movie uh, Butterfly Effect. 
Uh, so it's an Ashton Kutcher film. It's his, it, now it's a very dark film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it, the, it's based off of the quote that you know the wing of a butterfly can cause a tidal wave wow. over here. And just every little thing changes. Everything. And I'm obsessed with time. Yeah. I'm obsessed with our actions and consequences. Those are just obsessions of mine. Yeah. I think endlessly about them. And I know that Branson gave me a wife yep. and a lesson in changing my magic. Yep. And my wife filmed for me. Yes. And those films ended up on Ellen. Yeah. Ellen put me in front of Florida Georgia Line yep. and the Sci-Fi Channel which gave me a TV show and a right, tour. Right. Everything comes from everything I've done. I can't I can't go back and go, right. ah, I really wish I wouldn't have married that woman or yeah. I really wish I wouldn't have lost half a million dollars yeah. in Branson. Yep. You know what? Because you can't have it. It's a yeah. piece of the ingredient. You can't have the life you have yeah. now without those things in it. Yeah. It's and amazing. You, there's lessons to learn. I Not that if I were to go back... I would do it all the same. Of course not. No. We do, we, but I'm happy that it happened the way it did. Yeah. You know, I told you that we call this the real deal and that my dad influenced with that. But right. He also did another thing in my life that I love, and that is that he told us you can never recreate any moment. Right. So we're here at the cabin. We're going to experience certain things. But even if we had the same people mm-hmm. back next year, Everybody's at a different place in their life, in their walk, in their thoughts, in their positions. Right. Nobody will be in the kitchen at the same time as who's up in the on the dock. Like you can't recreate moments, even if you think you can. And think about so this. So it gives you the beauty to enjoy them. When I'm in front of an audience, yeah, that group of people is a unique DNA Never that will assemble again. ever. Never. It's so it gives you this excitement. Like I get to live now, right, and be here mm-hmm. and be present and be thankful for this. I did a, a magic trick recently for a celebrity from England. And it was, so he, he's the biggest star from the 90s yeah. in England ever. Yeah. His name's Robbie Williams. Yeah. And he never got famous in the United States. It's actually bizarre. Hmm. He's world famous. Okay. I mean, yeah. just massively famous everywhere but here. Okay. He's done the, he did the largest show in England 300,000 people outside gathered for one of his shows. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. It's like a Louis Palau festival. Yes. Yeah. So he um, he met me. I met, I got to meet him before one of his shows in Las Vegas. Okay. Where he was just doing a residency. And Las Vegas brings in a lot of international talent. Because we have enough international yep. people to go to the show. Yep. And we hit it off. And he reached out through his manager to my manager and said he wanted to hang out. This man has been he influenced me more than any one magician Mm. in fact his performance style just so carefree on stage and and in the moment yeah so i got to go hang out our kids played together and i'm hanging out with him and his wife and and all this and he's like well let's film a magic trick okay for your instagram and 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 for my instagram this and that and i said yeah and i made a decision I didn't know I made a decision at the time, but I made a decision to not worry about the camera or the footage because I didn't, not that I didn't care about it, but I was more interested in being in the moment mm. for him and me to do a cool trick right. with, without yeah. any worry Managing about the Managing an camera. image or any of that. Right. Just be with the person. Right. And now the consequence of that is I don't have the footage. He's got footage okay. somewhere of something, but his 
management is protective over it and all that. That's fine. But I have a moment where I created three magic tricks specific for him. Yeah. Things that have to do with his career and his mm. daughter and his life. And I was more interested in sharing that unique, special thing just for him. And the tricks can't be done again. Yeah. That yeah. They were something specific for his daughter's birthday. Yep. Something specific for the moment that we yep. were there. Yep. And something specific for a tattoo he has. Yeah. You can't recreate them. Right. And it's so neat to just be present. Yes. And I love magic. That That's the thing. Music, movies, all of them take you to a different place, different yeah. time. If it's good magic, it sucks you into this moment. Now. That's why I don't like magic that tells a story. Mm. That's a new development for me. Because the guys I grew up wanted to tell stories through magic. And that's fine. There's, there's places for that. It's not your style either, right? Or is it? Really what you want is you want the audience to be... You want the magic to be happening here. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be recreating yes. something from yes. a story. Yes. 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 Or, so, so I want... So I'd much rather have somebody call their relative and then me read that person's mind with a yes. magic trick yes. or make something... What we're working on right now, I want somebody to call a friend... And phone then, a friend. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't and that then something I, from exactly. a TV movie? Exactly. I oh. want them to phone a friend, and then they. I said I want them to go to their junk drawer, open it up, yeah. look inside, and yeah. then close it. And then I want to make something disappear on the stage wherever I am in the world. Okay. And appear, appear in the drawer. In the drawer of the friend in Utah or wherever they so are. So fun. And there's a way to make that happen. It's a crazy uphill. Yeah. thing to think of something like that yeah. but you'll do it uh, yeah and I, yeah, and do it. that that is only in the moment yeah that's and and you're creating a story not just for the people there in the room but for somebody yeah. on the phone some oh, for sure. they have no idea what's happening oh, for and, sure yeah so i like creating stories <laughs> in the in the real moment i can't wait to see it because i know it'll happen yeah i know it'll happen let's pause a second if you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. Can I read you something that has your name in it? Yes. So I, I can just prove it to you? Absolutely. Okay, so this is from Proverbs 22, verse 29. I love this proverb. Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So this is my prayer. And I say, this is my prayer for my family, me, my friends, and I've got my husband's name, my name, my son, Michael, and Andrew and Grace. And I, But what is over here that's been here for years? Oh, that's my name, Justin, right there, Justin, <laughs> Justin Flom. Because wow. I really do believe your gifts will always make a way for you, Justin, and you can only, you're, I, I don't want you to think that where you are isn't good. That's not what I mean. You're, where you are is amazing. Yes. But when you see a man skilled in his work, he will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. God has things for you that are going to blow your mind. And when I say that to people, I think they can get too destination driven instead yeah. of journey. No, it's enjoying. absolutely And the if journey. you're only destination driven, you don't enjoy the journey. But I, I say that to speak big things over you because I think at 12, you wouldn't have believed you would do the things you're doing right, right now. And even earlier, you were looking through your laptop at photos and and kind of like that app that you keep, 
you're, you're a real good mix of living your life now, yeah. looking at let your life in the forward motion, but also really thanking God for the moments. And, yes. and, and I think it's Kierkegaard that says you can only live life forward, but it's enjoyed backward or something like that where you know right. you reflect. And, and you're really a good mix of that. I so try, I I, I'm trying you. to keep a good balance because Steve Martin used to forget his past to trick himself into creativity for the future. Okay. So he did not want to, when he left stand-up comedy, yeah. he did not think about it for 20 years. He didn't, he just, he just went, New thing. now it's movies. And, and that's fine, I guess. But man, I really like, I don't want to live in the past. Right. And. But I, it informs your future. Yeah. And, and there's so many cool things. I mean, I feel like I grew up in the 1950s. <laughs> now, here's a mathematical thing I love. Then, so I was born in the 80s, yep. and the 80s are closer to the 50s mm, than they are to heaven. today. Mm. The 80s are closer to the 50s than they are to today. Not only does that work out mathematically, yeah. it is now also true in feel. Okay. Think about it. In the 80s, everyone's smoking. Yeah. Kids can ride bike wherever they want. Yeah. There's no cell phones, they no might internet. They not have a helmet on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I grew up riding bike to the drugstore. That sounds so idyllic, uh, so uh, Truman Showish, <laughs> right? So I love coming home to Minnesota and driving around Eden Prairie and thinking, "There's the kindergarten, there's the drugstore yeah. I used yeah. to ride bike to." I love that nostalgia, and I desire that for my daughter Haven. But I'm really trying to look forward, yeah, because forward is where there's some really exciting. Here's what it was. So this is this is amazing. So I'm out to eat in Las Vegas with some famous comedians and magicians. Mm -hmm. These are guys like Lance Burton, who had several TV specials and a Las Vegas show for 20 years. And uh, Amazing Jonathan, the most famous comedian who mm. was a, also a magician and other people. And the way they were talking was all past. Yeah. It was, remember when this, yeah. oh, this was so great. Remember this. There was no forward. And just the week earlier, I had been up here yeah. at, at the cabin in Minnesota with my dad and all of my spiritual aunts and uncles. Yeah. You guys, your husband, Pastor Brian Vaughn and his yeah. wife and all this. And every conversation they had was forward. Mm. It was, my daughter's doing this. Mm. Andrew's over here doing this. Yeah. And, and uh, this and this. Everything was forward-driven. Forward. And I saw it, it wasn't just because of kids. Yeah. But kids was a big part of it. So on the way home from the dinner with the magicians, I told my wife, I said, we got to have a kid. Uh -huh. This We need something <laughs> else because it's not all career. Yeah. And there will eventually be a time yeah. where you're just looking back at the glory days. Yeah. Live a life and live a legacy, right? Like there's yeah. a part. I think it's in Isaiah where it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Mm -hmm. See, I'm doing a new thing. Right. And I love the part of the scripture where it says, don't you perceive it? Right. Like, aren't, don't you get it? I'm the God who makes streams in the desert, rivers right. in the wasteland. And I don't think God is saying, it's not forget the former things right. as if you don't look back with the gratitude, but it's not what anchors you. Yeah. It's forget the former things. Do not dwell on yeah. the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. And God is an advancer. God mm -hmm. is a God who can create yeah. So he gives us new opportunities. And I think when he says, don't you perceive it? In my mind, it's almost like, aren't you getting excited? 
Yeah. You're about to blow. This is a tea kettle. And I think that's his nature. Mm -hmm. And instead of being depressed about the future or only living in the glory days, like you said, it gets us forward. Yeah. One time when I was having a storm in my life, and it's not over, but I, I remember God going, Rachel, look down. So I looked down. He goes, which way do your feet point? Yeah. He goes, where are your eyes? In the front of my head. Let's go forward. You know, I was... I was like... I always uh, remember my dad said, boy, I wish they gave you headlights and not a light onto your feet. And I was walking up from... uh, I was sitting out on the the lake. It was the time when I got rained on. Yes, yes. A reflecting time. Yeah. So I'm walking up back to the house (laughs) and I'm looking down at my feet as I'm walking because I'm barefoot. Yep. And there is goose poop all over the grass, okay? Because that's that's just what it is in, in Minnesota. The geese right. come and, and they poop on your grass. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I have to look down at my feet because if I'm looking at my destination, yep. okay? I'm slipping all over. I'm, I'm going to be stepping in poop. <laughs> it's such a stupid word picture. No, it's good. But it was. And, and what you, it's both. Yep. I'm looking to the destination. I have yep. the destination in mind. Yeah. I know where I'm going. Yeah. But I am looking right now and mm-hmm. ahead. And and I'm a very strategic thinker. Haven's got that for me. And so she walks into a room and she's strategically looking. All right. Looks like the cookies are over there. I'm going to get that yeah. stool. I'll wait until this happens. You know, she's yeah. strategy. So I'm very strategic in the career moves and what I'm doing and what I'm creating. But uh, I do try to live in the in the now in the moment so your greatest um challenge in the way god wired you and being the real deal is also to allow yourself rest correct because you just had to come back from kind of a yeah decompressed time there's a that's important for a driven man right there's a ministry in montana called refuge yeah and it takes these christian leaders and it does it actually for women too in the winter time but it's you go with a bunch of strangers, other Christian men, and sometimes they're not even Christian men. Some it can be just something yeah. to minister to them, and you spend four or five days on the water fishing, yeah. smoking cigars, sitting around a campfire, and it, you're not doing a Bible study, yeah. and you're not learning new sermons. Yep. You're not. It's you are really just there to. Be, yeah. to rest, to look at God's creation. And it is so valuable. You, you hear it and you're like, okay, fine. But really, what's the Wi-Fi password? Come on. <laughs> but then... You so need it, though. Yeah. When you, and when you realize the world doesn't fall apart without you. Yes. And how the thoughts that you have when you're in silence. Yeah. Really, really special. Yeah. And... Uh, important. So rest is very important. I, I'm going to try. I got the assignment from some wise counsel last week. 30 minutes mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Just sit. Yep. Don't turn on the music. Don't. Yep. And I, I have not done it uh, yep. well. I've I've done okay, but just to sit yeah. and and be. It's yeah. It's important. It's so important. I think there's a research done that. I thought it was 16 minutes, but it helps rewire the neural pathways. I thought it was interesting, 16 minutes. You would think you'd say 15, yeah. but for it to actually work. So if you were to even eke it from 5 to 7 to yeah. 9 to 12 to 30, how important would it be? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. You know, Seinfeld, he does that. 
it, he meditates every every morning yeah. and and then sometime in yeah. the afternoon and he attributes that to his success yeah. his success to that it's not an anti-biblical term though right it's to not meditate we are to if, fill our mind with things we're to sing. if it's a different theology yeah. that's a different thing but i i believe the natural thing that's happening there yeah. is something that god put oh, in yes. us oh yes and he'll do it when he wakes up in the morning he's mm-hmm. where he didn't used to he said he said well, why am i going to you know immediately meditate i just woke up yeah you know i was just had you know eight hours of rest yeah but no that would center him if you will yeah uh into it and yeah so that rest and it's difficult because i if i could like i said i don't sleep i would yeah. much rather just go 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 yeah and i could go always yeah uh, it's only for lack of tasks in front of me yes. do i stop yes yes it's amazing okay i want you to be free to recognize that i think you are going to get card tricks i think you are going to get ideas even in your rest, mm. that God is going to bless your sleep, certainly, so that you don't have to feel like you shouldn't ever get it. And I am just going to say right now, expect it. Like it'll be fun for me to find out if any of these things catch. You know how like Edison Absolutely. said that when he would take a nap and they hold a ball in his hand. I think it was Edison. Yeah. And then he dropped it. You have an idea. Like I literally believe the God who created things will give you new creation things at a point of rest because that's yeah. the time for Him to sneak in when you're not doing. It yeah. might be really interesting to find out. You know what I think the the cure to writer's block or mm-hmm. the cure to uh, not having creativity is generosity. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know how when you um, when you're starving, yeah, okay, your body holds on to yes. your like. There's a point where your body's not burning fat anymore. Yeah, it it's hold, it, it holds on to it. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, we need this because yeah. we're not getting food. So I think. When you treat creative ideas in the same way and you go, I have to hold on to this. Your body goes, oh my goodness, we don't have much of these. Therefore, I have to hold these. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't create more. But when I, so I get together weekly with magicians and I want to give and give and give and give. I just want to release these ideas and people go, oh, what's, you know, can you help me think Mm -hmm. of stuff for this? Yeah. What about this? What about this? Because then my body goes, this is just what we do. Yep. I create 20 ideas a yep. day yep. and that's just it. And it is a muscle. You have to kind of work it out and, yep. and, and get stronger. But also I think that your body creates more yeah. when it goes, oh, we have endless amounts of this. Yep. I think it's totally a scriptural principle. Freely I've received, freely I will give. Right. But if freely I have received and I'm going to hold on to it, when would you receive more then? Right. And that's you a, wouldn't. You would stop the flow. My dad, that's what he yeah. does so well. We're here at a cabin yeah. that's that's his. Yeah. But generosity. Yeah. Give, 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 Last give, week give. there was a family here that wasn't us. And yeah. this week there'll be twenty of us here. Yeah. Majority of them not the Flom family. Right. right. And he doesn't do it to boast somebody in my little sister's past. Yeah saw it as just boasting. Oh, mm-hmm. your dad is so arrogant. He's mm-hmm. always bragging about this property that he has. Yeah. He, I know it can, he's boasting in the Lord probably. it can like, really seem that way, but really what he's doing is he's being genuine. Mm-hmm. So when he first meets you, yeah. okay. And, and then 10 minutes in, he goes, do you ever go up North? Yeah. You should stay at my cabin. <laughs> he does do okay? it. Someone's going, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that he just worked his cabin yeah. into a conversation. He's being he does it so generous. genuine. 
He's going, I Remember? really, no, come by yeah. and, and stay at the cabin. You would love it. Yeah. And, I've been on many of those. I mean, you can be in the line of a grocery store if you meet Scott. Yeah. He'll tell you that. He yeah. It. <laughs> so uh, that generosity, there's times where we come up here to the cabin and there's, there's something is broke or, or yeah. the battery's dead on this. And you go, hmm, <laughs> boy, maybe we shouldn't allow others to use this because it seems... No, the reason that we have it is because we've been so generous. That's God really, you can't outgive God. So yeah. that's I'm, such a good way to look at it. And it's mm-hmm. the truth Yeah. because otherwise it would stop the flow mm-hmm. because it'd be like, well, I'm tired of this. I'm frustrated with that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, is there anything else you want to tell me or our listening audience hmm. or something? I don't want to cut you off, yeah. but I also like if you in the end would be like, oh, I wish I'd shared this. I want you to say it. And if not. That's okay too. You know, I I just love, I I want to have the most material possible, mm-hmm. and in showbiz terms, that's tricks, yes. uh, stuff yes. you do on stage, material, and uh, so this is the new thing. Yeah. So this is inside baseball here. Okay. Yeah. This here is, we go. This is what I think. Okay. So I was sitting. This is two weeks ago. I'm at Paul McCartney's concert. Yes. I'm a big Beatles fan. Yes. I was thrilled to get to go see him live. Yes. Because when my wife and I didn't have any money, we uh, went to the Twins Field in Minneapolis, okay. and we sat outside. And sort of listened. Yeah, we had lawn chairs, <laughs> and we sat outside the gates to hear. Because it's yeah. an outdoor oh, stadium, course. we couldn't see anything. Right. We couldn't. So to actually get to, uh, I've had some success yeah. to get to buy tickets and see yeah. it was nice. So we're uh, so it's just me at the show. My wife is out of town, and I'm looking at twenty thousand people. Yeah, singing along with Beatles yeah. songs awesome. and and Paul McCartney and and Wings, his, yes. his band. And I realized everyone in that room has at least fifty hours invested into Paul McCartney. Now, now that's interesting. Now here, it's going to sound really obvious. Okay, what I'm about to say, but also. Nobody really, I've never heard it described this way. Uh, We spend money and do things that we like doing. Exactly. Silly, obvious. But think about your favorite TV show. Okay. And if it's got, you know, five seasons or or 10 seasons. uh, So I like the show Friends. Yes. There's 86 hours of Friends. Right. I've invested at least 86 hours and probably in, have watched the seasons over and over, so right. more than eighty six. So yeah. more than eighty six into Friends, and and then if music, music is special because you can listen to it passively. But right. I certainly have more than a hundred hours into yes. the Beatles. Yes. And then you have things like podcasts. Yes. I've got more than twenty hours into certain yeah. podcasts yeah. now, and all of that to say, uh, there's no magician currently that could take an investment uh, from anybody. For more than 10 hours. Like, it, here's what I mean. It's a little bit in the weeds, but David Copperfield. Okay. He had 15 one-hour specials. Okay. So the most that somebody's invested in David Copperfield... Is 15. Is 15 hours. Yep. And you know what? The only people who have are magicians. I've invested over 100 hours into David because right, I've right, watched right. each of those right. specials over and over and over right. again growing up. But no other person, regular people certainly haven't. Yeah. So it, it was initially a demoralizing thought, like, oh my gosh, well, there's two options here. The first option is create 100 hours of material for somebody to yeah. uh, watch, or create uh, a smaller amount of material, like 10 Beatles albums yeah. that are yeah. an hour each, 
that are so great, people want to watch them or listen to them 10 times. Yeah. So that's my new thing right now is, yeah. is just understanding because the old guard and magic, they would say, write your 10 minute act. Okay. Do your 10 minute act all over the world. And that's your career. Very famous magician. Uh, it was the most successful nightclub magic act of the, you know, 40s and 50s. His name was Mr. Electric. Okay. And he had his 10 minutes. Yeah. And he did his 10 minutes for 50 years. But nobody ever invested more than 10 minutes In him. into, into mm-hmm. that thing. That doesn't mean he wasn't successful. Right. It is a completely different path. Yep. yep. That is a, a career path of, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. I'm going to travel around and do this thing. Mm-hmm. And you could go and speak, mm-hmm. and there the same canned message no correct. matter where I go. Or you could get a, a, a following of, of people who listen to everything, yeah, and who read everything and have much much more time invested yeah. into you. And that's what I want. I want uh, a group of people. I want to be able to do what Paul McCartney did: have twenty thousand people who all because the the main thing, the last point of that illustration is those 20,000 people are only there because of the amount of time they've invested. Right. Obviously, again, it's just so obvious. Obviously, you're not going to buy a ticket to Paul McCartney if you haven't listened to his music. Right. Right. So it's... It's It's kind of honoring your own investment as well as being there for the person that you're going to be with. We you know I mean? we like go deeper. Yeah. yeah, we go deeper into the things that we are deep in. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. That's, that's just so true. what it is. So, if if there was ever, it's very easy with music to understand that, and even television. Yeah. You know, if they did some sort of big thing with the TV show Friends. Yeah. I'd check it you out. Go. Yeah. I would buy it, pay for yeah. it, rent it, whatever. Yeah. But with magic, there's and magic is difficult because once you watch it once you kind of got it that that the experience is just that thing you know it's not like certain comedy albums or okay, movies okay. you can really only watch it once people don't rewatch because magic is such uh, an important thing with surprise right right and mystery so i really do have to create 50 to 100 hours yeah of content right because they would come and they would want some of the things they've seen before because that's like, oh, hey, he's going to do this one. Right. It's like almost like if they if you went and they didn't sing your favorite song on the album, you're somewhat disappointed because right. it's like, I wanted to hear that. Absolutely. So they want to see some of what they've seen before, but not all of it. you got to be on the edge of creating, 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 right. because then it's the element of oh, wonder. Like yeah. We talked about live, live, you can absolutely perform the hits, and that's what I wanted more from Paul McCartney. You know, he, about yeah. half of the show was hits. And half so of the show new. was brand new. And he made a joke to the audience. He says, I can always tell what songs you like because when I do a Beatles song, all of your cell phones and, and your lights yeah. are on. And then when I do one of my new songs from yeah. my last album, it's like staring into a black hole. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But, but he's brave enough to know it could be what somebody latches onto for the future as their right. very anchor of, I love this, I play it, I play it, I play it. But it still is new. So yeah. it's still, still the first time for them. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's, a good that's an exciting exciting thing and it not that it lowers my standards but you don't need and every thing you create doesn't need to be the next hey jude yeah right you know you there's going to be some rocky raccoons yes exactly in there. exactly exactly okay here's what i want to know would you feel comfortable knowing that you've gone through a journey and you are becoming all of who god made you to be 
and that's been a discovery. Mm-hmm. Would you feel comfortable just praying a blessing over whoever listens in whatever way you want? Absolutely. And then I'm going to pray for you and we're going to close. Is that good? Yes. Like, don't worry about like the prayer. Just like there's somebody out here that could, you're going to give away what you got is what I'm yes. saying. And you're in a prayer form. Yes. Okay. I'm okay. reading a prayer book right now. Yeah. Are you? Yes. Okay. I want to be a prayer warrior. Yeah. I don't, I'm not there yet. Yeah. People ask me, they say, what do you do right before your show? Any, any like, yeah, like what's your uh, little thing? You yeah, do? yeah. I go, I get down on my knees and I pray Yeah. because I need, it's, it's hard to value every audience. Sometimes your head is not there yeah. and, and I need God to put me yeah. in the place yeah. to love that audience and mm-hmm. give them their time. Cause that's going to, that's the one time they're going to yeah. see it. Kind so of give me your heart for these people I'm about to be with. Right yeah. Now, kind of thing. There's a lot of people out there. And the thing that's cool about a podcast is it could be when it airs and it could be in three years after that. Yeah. I, I don't even know how, how it so works, cool. but yeah. it's a, it's a God thing. I, yeah. yeah. I've, all, I've often thought that like, can you pray about something in the past? You know, if I don't know that something's happened, yeah. does my prayer in the future, does God look at the timeline yeah, he's and he's so like, out of time. well, you know what? I'm going to attribute the prayer that's coming in mm-hmm. 30 minutes to the thing that's already happened because they're, oh, yeah. you know, because the blood no of the lamb is spilled before the foundations of the world. How does that make sense? He knew yeah. my name before I was ever created. How does that make sense? I love he's that stuff. Time. However, if you feel comfortable, no big deal. Yeah. All right. I, I just thank you for being here, Justin. Oh, it's I my pleasure. You. It's like, fun. It's incredible. And we got to do this. Yeah. And a long time ago, you were just this shorter than me, fit right under my armpit student. You know, and that's saying something. You're very student. short. <laughs> and now it's like I snuggle barely underneath yours because mm-hmm. you're tall and grown up. And I just honor who you are. You're an amazing, Thank amazing you. man. A great dad, a wonderful husband, a great son. And I, I'm glad I think I get to call you friend. Yeah. You know, when you get to that age where somebody is older and they'll always be older, mm-hmm. but there's like a. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Absolutely. I'll, I'll pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to get to share mm-hmm. stories, wisdom, thoughts. I pray that whoever's listening right now, maybe they took a piece of wisdom or, or heard something. I pray, that, Lord, that you would be glorified through my words and that you would be glorified through the wisdom that somebody listening can take from this. Do amazing things yeah. and bless the audience that Rachel has here. And uh, we are so thankful and we give you the glory. None of the glory goes to us, mm-hmm. all to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I pray for the audience, and I just agree with Justin, Lord, that they are going to have something that strikes each one. I praise you for the way Justin has just been honest with his journey. I thank you that the things we think may have tanked or the things that were struggles are actually our launching pad. I thank you that you use everything and that you're always for us. You're never against us. I continue just to thank you, God, for the way you're working with the real deal. And I pray that people would be encouraged today, uh, that they would know no matter where they are, in their car or on the treadmill or cleaning a floor at home or giving this podcast to a friend, that they would they would know that you see them, you know them, you're well aware of what they're carrying and you're for them, not against them. So I, I just pray a blessing over Justin. I thank you, God, for who he is. I thank you and I say yes and amen to all that you've done. And I thank you that because he's skilled in his work, he will, God, stand before kings and he will not stand before obscure men. And I pray that you'd bless him with creativity, dreams and visions at night, ideas that come from you, things that cause people to wonder. And I thank you that he always gives you the glory. So bless him, God, in his frame, in his family. And and I just thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're a good God. You do a really amazing work when you make us, so we're grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Fun, right? <laughs> it's really fun. It's good. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. So save it. Save it. That's a wrap. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. <laughs>